Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFYLP episode 519. We're live tonight, February 27th, Monday night. I'm here with Rob. Hi. And Christian. What up? And Phil. What's up? And I'm Lucas. So I didn't Hi, get Lucas. the memo to be dancing on the uh, show here. Just gotta mix it up. You gotta just get that energy going. The wind was in the air. Yeah. Also, I'm trying to get my digestive system to work because I just had a Pakistani spicy euro. And uh, yeah, I gotta get that thing moving through my body as quickly as possible because the longer it sits there, the more it just incinerates my internal organs. So let's talk about toys for the love of God. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, I don't know how you guys do it living in Chicago. I would just, you know, I, I probably already would have, have had a heart attack by this point with just all the, like, heavy, you know, food that uh, is available in the city. Every, every time I go there, I feel like I just have to, like, you know, start getting some Tums. Yeah. No, I've got, like, permanent heartburn. I'm not kidding. Uh, for what it's worth, Omeprazole is wonderful, and you can buy it over the counter. Yeah, pantroprazole is what my doctor recommends. Also, pantroprazole. Yeah, it's They're all there. the same class. Yeah, the blaprazole. Yep. There you go. So for a yeah, while, we're my, also... my doctor was like, "You're on a level of prescription that would be for someone who has an ulcer," <laughs> which you don't. Like, yeah, not ketoconazole. That's a different thing. Okay. We're old. It's we it's are. it's prozole is the, the suffix there. Anna does yeah. bring up the point about uh, Kansas City <clears throat> barbecue, and yeah, if Anna's guess, bringing up points. Why isn't she on the show? That is a great question as well, Anna. Why are you not on the show? Sometimes you can just listen in and chat in and stuff, but you're doing stuff or you just, you don't want to put your makeup on, you know? And like Ron just said, we sound like a bunch of old men. It's like, Ron, we're talking about a toy franchise here that is 40 years old. And some of us have been collecting it since the beginning. So yes, we are old men. We are old men who live unhealthy lifestyles and our body is making us pay for it now. I'll say I'm not old, but I I am 31 now, so yes, no, you're Get not there. Start starting down that path. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys have had this, where you're uh, you know in your car driving and you turn on the classic rock station, 
and you're like, wait a minute, like, why are they playing Green Day? Like, that's not classic rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't. Like, oh, oh god, I haven't listened to the radio in I don't know decades, but I have noticed that like sometimes when we're going on a we're traveling to like in-laws or something, and we'll put on, you know, we'll just look for rock stations or something along the way, and it's like the modern rock sound has not changed since like the '90s. Maybe like maybe a little bit in 2000s, but it's still that like alternative grunge, hard, you know, rock post grunge stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a like, formula that got kind of set in place around like 2000. It's like Blink 182. It's been Blink 182 for 20 years. And Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, but here's the thing: is is there's not really new rock bands anymore. I mean, the kids these days. You know, they might listen to the classic rock, but they, you know, the, that's the thing. stuff. Half yeah, the station yeah. is the 90s grunge bands that I grew up with. Okay. And every time I see some stupid little 12-year-old with a Nirvana shirt, I want to dropkick them. Because I bet they couldn't name like three freaking Nirvana songs. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm gatekeeping as fuck. And I, was I just going to say, we're gatekeeping. Yeah. Next, you're going to start gatekeeping Transformers. and I don't care about that. So. Yeah, you can go ahead, but kids don't know nothing. There, there Rob, I'm glad you didn't gatekeep me in 2006. <laughs> there are newer rock bands, Rob. They just sound like every single other rock band from the last 15 years. I will say that my local Transformers group, that we totally gatekeeped the uh, the younger guys that would show up. We'd be like, wait a minute, you're into Unicron Trilogy? Like, that stuff is garbage. Like, why would you watch that? And then I feel bad because Rob does the same thing to Christian, so. The show is crap. But the yeah. toys are good. I like the toys. There's a lot of good toys. Yeah. Toys back then were huge <laughs> compared to today's modern stuff. They were chonky boys. Yeah. I was attempting to do a Cybertron display thinking that I could, you know, use my same old Detolf techniques because I'm king of the Detolfs. And then I realized just how much huger toys were in 2005. Because, you know, I could put like, you know, with risers and creative posing, <laughs> you can get like 15 modern figures in there. I was trying to get like the main Autobot dudes, which is like eight, eight dudes and three minicons. I couldn't do it. I, they were They're all huge. in there. I was like, oh, geez, this is not going to be an effective display. I got to think of something else. I mean, like, yeah, even Armada Deluxes are like today's Voyagers almost. Yeah. Like straight up, you know, and parts counts may be lower, but they are yeah. bigger and thicker plastic. Big, big old chunks. Yeah. I, I'm like, Demolisher is probably the same size as Legacy Leader uh, uh, Blitzwing here. And what used to be Voyagers are now Leaders. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we gave them these fists, and then that's like net pass women. And they're still better now, but. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. What a difference to see side by side. Before we get what, into what? the topic, um, I, I just because I don't have any other place to talk about this, but so you guys know I don't really buy Hasbro anymore, but I know you guys still suffer from like the the unveil days where they drop like a wave of toys or mm. two waves of toys, you know, sometimes across multiple sites, and you guys are just like your wallet's broke, right? Your credit card is just it's tapped when that when that stuff happens. Um, NECA is doing Holothon with Target this week. Um, and it started coming out last week. It's supposed to come out this Friday, but it, a lot of stores already have it. 
And it's obvious that it's like a year's worth of Ninja Turtle product hitting it once. Um, so my wife went to Target today. And that's how much I got. It is like nine boxes of Ninja Turtle stuff all at once. And the total bill is, after taxes and with the red card discount, $540. Just chunk. So yeah. it's been a while since I've... I've felt that, you know, that here's a glut of retail at once. And, and, you know, it's obvious, like, they got all this stuff made, you know, in order, and it was deprioritized, and the containers just sat there. And then finally they had enough to, like, get the whole ship or something. They're just like, guys, you got to give us something. And they're like, fine, take all your shipments, stuff that was supposed to trickle out. Um, but, yeah. That's, well, I guess, yeah, that's but... the, the modern world we live in of toys and shipping problems. I mean, the pre-orders, they don't charge you normally for the pre-orders and so you're going through at regular intervals you mm. know pre-ordering all this stuff and you're like well i'm good this is going to come out in you know march this is going to come out in february like i'm good i'm good no nah, it's going to hit about like, the same time not not much is coming out in december i'm good i can buy my christmas presents for other people know that and then you start getting the notifications from hasbro and you're just like oh god like, and all the exclusives are hitting, and all the retail is hitting, and then, like, the way... Oh, and by the way, there's a HasLab. Whatever, and HasLab, and, you know, all this stuff. And then you're just like, oh, my God, what, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, this is why I said earlier, like, pre-orders kind of aren't your friend. And, and it's harder to gauge your budget and gauge your month to month spending if you're going on pre-orders because you have no control of when that stuff is going to hit and when it's going to ship um the other thing i'm wondering like so so christian you might have heard this with black series um live streams hasbro has said and the hasbro teams for the star wars black series toys have said we're trying to minimize our pre-orders and basically like you're going to get this thing that's going to show up on Pulse like at the same time that it's hitting retail. So you're not really pre-ordering. You're basically just ordering it right when it's ready to ship. Um, I haven't heard so them say that, but that, I mean, that, I haven't been paying super attention. But yeah. I have noticed that that has happened. It happened with many of the holiday edition Black Series figures over the holidays. Well, they explicitly said this was like a new policy they were moving towards in their most recent live stream about two weeks back. Um, and so I've, I've read some toy websites that have tried to get clarification on that from, re from, from retailers, from wholesalers, and it's been hard to get clarification on that. But we're seeing that to a small extent with Transformers, specifically with, with Metal Hawk and Twincast where those things started popping up from retailers, what, like a week or two after they were announced? So uh, three, four days, three days, four days. Yeah. Three days. So I wonder if we're even starting to get that sort of without sort of any fanfare from Hasbro. Already. I have a suspicion it will happen tomorrow. Uh, with the uh, Guardian uh, mm -hmm. Omega Sentinel or whatever? Yep. What makes y'all so confident that's what's coming out tomorrow? Are being announced. We have just... leakers. Okay. And we have appropriate wording from Entertainment Earth. Got it. With their with their sneaky drop zone things. They always you know leave little clues in there. Got it. 
but primarily we have leakers. Well, and then I think New Age uh, put up pre-orders for their uh, Omega, like just today, didn't they, or something like that? Yeah, which people are not happy about. Why? Because it's a legend scale toy that's three hundred bucks. Oh, it's three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a legend's I Omega. Didn't realize it was that. I- what size is it actually? Isn't that just I, a I don't Titan? It's, well, it's 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 a big toy. It scales with Legends, so I mean, I guess if you took like a Legends toy and and scale, I mean, it would be like, a regular Titan if it was in proper scale. But I or it's yeah, smaller. or maybe it's like Commander class size then. For Omega, that kind of makes sense. He's he's a smaller dude than Fort Max. And and from what I heard, he's supposed to be. Um, motorized so we actually will ride around the track Aww. like the g1 toy did yeah so it's like it's a high-end toy but we've had this discussion before that like back in the day when legends first started um you know they were they, they were you know a little more accessible from a price point and so now it's like nope nope not anymore so hasbro said that they're going to try to stop doing the big pre-order windows so that when Black you order, series has said that oh, they're doing just that. Black series. Black okay. series has said they're doing that, and even with Black series, there's been again from wholesalers to um, toy websites, there's been a lack of full understanding of what that means. They said for store exclusives, that doesn't necessarily apply because hmm. stores are going to run their stuff the way they want to run it. Got it. Oh, it'll be interesting. Like everything is still such a mix of pre-order, and you'll see it in a year, versus you know, hey, here it is, or you know, you order it and it's like it's already in the U.S. They already know it's here. They just haven't you know gotten it distributed exactly yet or whatever. But they know you're going to get it within a couple weeks, type of thing. That's, an, that's another reason we have Omega to think is coming tomorrow. Yeah, it arrived so, in ports three weeks ago. That's what Ron's yeah. saying, but it's yeah. just. It's still all over the map, which surprises me is what I'm getting at. That it's just some stuff is pre-order, some stuff made to order, some stuff it's hey, it's here now, you can buy it. Um, I feel like if I was the company, I'd want money as soon as possible. And so it just surprises me that any of it isn't until some of it doesn't get bought until it's there. I wonder if it's because like a canceled pre-orders or something coming up the works or or what. I don't know. But it's just, it's just interesting to me. Well, and the distribution too, like, for example, you said Muddlehawk. Well, that was through Big Bad Toy Store that he was available, but it ha- I don't think it's been available widely, right? Like, I don't, has it been showing it hit, up at Target? It had as retail well? and Amazon last week. Oh, okay. So it's, st- it's still close two weeks after reveal. Yeah. Pulse hasn't or, shipped that yet. <laughs> I have, I, you know. Sometimes Pulse is first, sometimes Pulse is last. Yeah, there's no, there's never really any predicting. No. Right. If you're um, me, you just make multiple pre-orders in places and hope to get it first because you're a crazy person who needs things soon. I am so glad I am patient. That has been, yeah, one of the like most de-stressing things for me. It's like all I know is that if you get it from if you get third party from Shozy or Big Bad, you are not getting it first. No. That's what I can confirm to you. That's about that's about all I got. And that's fine with me because I mean I never I haven't bought from Big Bad in forever, at least not for Transformer stuff. But yeah. Show Z is known as Slow Z for a reason, but they're honest. 
I still I buy mean, a decent amount of stuff from Big Bad, and my thing with their, you know, their 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 shipping being a little bit more delayed is like I'll have a pile of loot built up, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm almost at the end of my sixty day window for some of the things in my pile of loot, and it's just like, but but you said this thing's gonna be here any day now, and and I just I just need this other thing to show up, and then I'll ship my pile of loot, and they're like, no. No, you need to ship now. It's like, all right, fine. I'll ship my pile of loot and cancel the other thing from you and buy from somewhere else. <laughs> oh man, that kills me. Especially if it's something that's like they said was going to come out like in January, right. and then yeah. then like, oh no, now it's going to come out in February. Now it's going to just each month they're obviously just bumping it because they have no yeah. idea. Right. And that's you should just put a known on it. Like I get it. Yeah. Shit happens, especially lately. Shit happens, but. Yeah. Was the pile of loot, did they like compress that window? Because I swear it used to be six months. It's still six months. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was 60 days. 60? I thought it was 90. Maybe it might be three days. months now. Maybe it's 90 days, yeah. It used to be six months. You know, that's where I get mine. I just reached the end of mine. What did I get? When did I get it? Moving in the middle of it is very confusing for my time frame, so I, I can't say. It's 90 days. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I they must have changed the it at some room. point. Yeah. I'm sure it, like, eats up so much of their, like, warehouse space if everybody is is uh, just sitting on their piles of loot for six months. So. Yeah. Right. So, anyway. And then, also, I think you can cancel wallets in pile of loot status. Is that right? Yeah, but you only get store credit then. Right, right, right. But still, even then, I mean, going back to some of the pre-order stuff, I could see where it's like six months later and you're like, all right, I haven't shipped it. Do I really need this? Yeah. Um, kind of thing. So, I don't know. Yeah. And so our topic tonight is just talking about, you know, like, essentially how you decide what to collect, I guess I should say. And this kind of came up a little bit yesterday or was it yesterday or two days ago, Christian, we were talking about Raiden? Yesterday, I think. Was, was it today, Monday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And you were kind of like, do I really need the, uh, like, what's the new piece coming out? Yuki Kaze. Yeah. No, I mean, you're talking you're about, about the, the rest, MPG version? You do, right? And yeah, he's talking about the MPG. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I bought Shoki and Getsui so far. Why wouldn't you buy the next if you like the first two? Or do you not into the first two? All right. The combined mode is hot trash. I don't mind the combined mode, actually. But that's that doesn't factor into my decision very much. Okay. Okay, there's there's a couple con there's a couple factors coming in here, which is why I sent this to Lucas and probably where this topic came from originally. So let's let's go into it. I really like the train bots. And ever since I have, I found out about them, I wanted a set of train bots. First it was the G1 ones, and then when I realized I didn't want to collect G1 because they're not good toys, now I was like, well, I'm not going to do that and spend $700 on things I don't like, right? Don't do not do that, or $1,200 on things I don't like. However much riding is these days, don't do it. So Yugi Kaze coming out from MPG would make me go even further over my budget than I am this month, which is, I'm, I'm pretty pretty close. I'm over. The um, Fans Hobby Powerlinks Optimus came in and kind of went, but I'm still still pretty close. I'm really trying 
to stay in my budget more. So him coming in right now would blow my February budget out of the water. And I don't want to do that. I also have the first two, as I mentioned, and they're good, but they're, they're, you know, current classics figures. They're probably, you know, leader or commander price point to me. That doesn't mean that's what they're sold for. I think they're very expensive for what they are. And there's like licensing and they're a little bit more comp. They're not complicated. There's just a lot of normal steps. There's I like a lot them, more, parts, but like there's a lot to do but it's not complex like the uh, Moon Studio ones were. So we got all this coming in. And it's like, do I need to spend $130 on this thing now when if Hasbro decided tomorrow to announce they're doing six leader class train bots and they will be riding and that will be it, I would immediately abandon MPG. For what so it's I worth, I to cancel all of them. I think this is an... Takara MPs for a long time now have been fine to get later. Yeah. You know, and, and this is MPG, which, you know, to me that those bots, I don't think they really, I mean, they're not, they're MPG. It's a different line, right? Yeah. But they're also, they're not, they're more than classics. They're less than MP. You know, they're in the middle. Correct. Um, but I still but think it's going to be the same thing. to 180 now a piece, there's like, come on, you got to give me a break at some point. So Lucas helped me, you know, talk myself out of this one again, just like he helped talk me out of Masterpiece in general several years ago. We'll go over that a little bit later. But, you know, if Hasbro Pulse does their their sale at the end of summer again, some of these guys are there. Cool. Uh, if Big Bad does a sale and they're there, cool. Or maybe I stick to my guns and say if I don't want it at full price, then I don't want it. I don't know. But the, the main decision was that I didn't need it right now. Well, That's and the, story of the thing guessing. that kind of, you know, t- to me when you were talking about it and you're really excited about, uh, you know, the, the new Omega, you know, mm. Guardian, whatever coming out. Uh, like that's the, no- the number, things I wanted That's more. number one, yeah. like of, of the list of things to spend my, you know, spend your March budget on, which is coming up in two days, um, is, is that. And then you were like, oh, well, if I don't, you know, like after that, I have some other things that I'm, you know, considering mm-hmm. as well. And so it's like, okay, if this thing is like down the list of things that, you know, you want to spend your budget on, like, that's why you have a budget. You know, is is this something where, you know, you really <clears throat> need to, to get right now? And, and I also kind of think that these bots, again, like, like, I feel like these will be rife with the Big Bad Toy Store at some point will you know put it on clearance and maybe not maybe it, they'll put certain ones on and not this specific one um but uh but yeah it, it is a trend with me in in train bots though because i bought all the moon studio ones and hate them they're currently for sale if anyone would like them please 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 get them away from me i hate you ask so peter if you should buy yukikaze or not I, I don't ask Peter about Train Bots. Actually, no. <laughs> I should ask Peter. He told me not to buy the Moon Studio ones. I didn't yeah. listen. <clears throat> uh, you know, we've joked before about Peter's a huge enabler, but you know, we're being tongue in cheek. But Peter will not suggest that you buy a toy that he knows you aren't going to like, or that yeah. if he doesn't. But if he's like, he knows that you like it, and it's just a budget thing for you, he will tell you to buy it. That's the difference. Like he's looking at just will you like this toy or not? Do you do you enjoy him. it? So. 
But maybe I'll ask him when I have budget <clears throat> room somewhere else. You know, we get doldrums over the summer sometimes, and yeah. maybe maybe for, that's when I catch up. For what it's worth, not that you should care what I think or anyone should care what I think by any means, but it makes me very happy to hear not only are you like, hey, I've already gone over my budget this month, but I'm looking ahead to March and thinking about purchases and expenses I'm going to have in March, and I want to stay under budget that month too. Like that's That's a big step. A lot of people put a budget out. And they just go over it every month and think, eh, that's near the end of the month. Eh. You know, and it's just a perpetual cycle. So when you're actually starting to think ahead a little bit, that's a, I have a house now. I've got to think about that. Yeah. It changes well, the bank doesn't give it a changed, shit what, what came out from pre-order. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So I mentioned that that was echoes of a decision Lucas helped me make several years ago to get out of Masterpiece. And we've told this story probably numerous times on the show by now, but the, the short end of that is Lucas got a FaceTime or Skype tour of my collection space, and he saw that I had all my classic stuff in my lighted displays, and they look really nice. And then he saw that I had all my masterpiece in like an unlit Walmart shelf. And he's like, Christian, why is your nice stuff in this crappy shelf? Do you even care about it? I don't know why it was that point that... That made me really consider it. But uh, no, I didn't. So I sold them all. It was nice. And uh, I decided I wasn't doing Masterpiece anymore. And I'm not wholly against Masterpiece existing. And I may pick up one from time to time. The MPGs were that. I think if a Jazz comes out, there's a strong possibility I'll get one. Or like a Rat Trap or a Depth Charge or, you know, something. You know, I'm not 100% out forever and anti-Masterpiece. It's just not where I'm going. That's where you, everyone should be. Like, I don't buy much Hasbro stuff, but I didn't make like, oh, I'm never going to buy Hasbro stuff. No, if I like it and I want it, I'll buy it. Like, that's that's how it goes. And like, budget concerns is part of that. Do mm-hmm. I like it and want it? You know, and does it fit? Um, that's all part of that 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 thing. There's not like any part of this left out. But like, just the whole buying out of obligation is really nice once you grow out of it. What is Paul talking about? He says, "Can we get on with the show?" What? What? We're, we're, we're discussing. We're literally on the show now. Yeah. I mean, we did Paul. yammer about bullshit for twenty minutes, but we were yeah, we, we were leading into it. This yeah. is the show, Paul. Take it or leave it. If you don't like it, get out. You can get so, out. So my masterpiece decision well, was informed by Lucas, but what what Lucas made me do was made me think about why I was getting that masterpiece stuff, and that's because it was popular and trendy to do at the time you know we had a couple mp cars we had uh, mp10 prime uh, in that particular era uh, 36 megatron had just come out and fans toys was like in full swing the dinobots and Jetfire, and it was all great and all the third party comes to trying to make the 84 crew and i was like i would really like to have the nicest 84 crew i could possibly have and so i was trying to do it and, and trying to make all the pieces fit and they don't all quite look good and the dinobots are cool but are they 200 300 400 cool ah. so in the end i never finished it because i never got the reissue or the first issue of uh x transpots boost and everyone was like don't get boost he's terrible that's horrible toy why are you even trying to get that and i was it's like it's not great a wind charger it's like no i have a wind charger it was power of the primes wind charger at the time and i have the 84 crew there assembled from the past three years of trilogy stuff they look great i'm happy with them why are these guys on an unlit shelf somewhere else? So it really came down to this isn't what I'm happy collecting. And 
though they may be better, they're not their price difference better than like mainline stuff to, to me, to me. It's like, I wouldn't buy, what is the new Optimus? The 50, is it 55, 52, 54, whatever. 44. 44. Yeah. Like that Optimus is fantastic. I've handled one once, but I don't think it's like $300 of fantastic when I have like the Earthrise Prime for $50. Well, that Prime I mean, that, is an interesting uh, figure, too, because... I mean, that was a game changer. That was, like, yeah. one of those moments that um, really cut the wheat from the chaff. You know, like, you're either into this or you are not into this. And this toy is going to tell you if you're into it or not. So me and Paul fucking loved it. You know, we were like, right. this thing is ridiculous. It is. It has a stupid amount of play features and cool accessories. And it's just, they went all out and price came secondary. You know, and you're either into that or you ain't into that. And if you ain't into that, that's cool. But that's like, it really just like, people are like, oh, fuck this. And other people are like, oh, hell yeah. It was very polarizing. I'm glad that you guys like it. I'm glad a lot of people like it. I'm glad it sold well. It just wasn't for me at the time. I like well, it. Yeah, the, uh, the MP44 Prime is interesting too because I don't think he's gotten a re-release at this point. And I mean... He's been knocked off all to hell and back. Or at least the main robot has. I don't know if the whole thing has. The well, you, you could get the the Nemesis Prime version of it without the trailer and without mm. the um, the the audio clip backpack. And that was two twenty to thirty range. So I, I picked that one up, and, and I picked it up years ago. I still haven't opened it yet because I just like all right, this is going to take some time for me to sit down. And part of me wonders, should I sell it? But it's like no, I, I do want that mold. Um, and, uh, I did recently sell my, um, I know it's not MP10, but my MT MP10 version of Nemesis Prime. So, um, you know, to me that was, you know, okay, can I get the experience of that toy in a more affordable version? And the answer was yes. Well, and, uh, Phil, I kind of feel, feel like that you and Anna have a, like a little bit similar collecting style where a lot of times you just want to enjoy a toy. You want to have like a version of each of the various molds. Whereas I feel like that like Christian and I and, and Rob, we at least try to be able to more like somewhat definitive, I guess in like the lines that we're collecting, not to say mm -hmm. that like if something cool comes out that you're like, Oh, I, you know, I want to get this, but, uh, I don't know. Like I, I know Phil. Like again, this Nemesis Prime that you, you mentioned, just having a version of the mold. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I am. I, I've just very recently gotten a little bit more firmer with some of my rules of buying and when to buy, and being more disciplined. And I think now that we're post pandemic, where some of the shipping stuff is a little more reliable, it is. I think with a little bit better. Um, with a little bit higher probability, you can look at what toys you need to order right when their um, pre-orders come up and what toys you can probably wait on. Scrap Hook, as cool of a toy as that is, I don't see him selling out anytime soon. So I've got him on a, a shopping list on Amazon. So once he goes on you know, a decent sale price, I'll pick him up then. Um, and so what that, you know, because to your point, Lucas, I am kind of eclectic in what I purchase. Like I've got 
a big MP display behind me. Um, I got, you know, third party mixed in there with, with official, you know, has tech stuff. Um, you know, and I've got, uh, you know, another third party kind of lost light display that that's a mixture of, you know, what's the best version I can get of, of that crew of the lost light crew. And probably a good chunk of that is third party, but there's, there's some official Hasbro ones in there too. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, to your point, it is just like, do I like a toy? And sometimes do I like a character? I mean, I got the, um, uh, what was the the third combiner wars trilogy thing called power of the primes yes yeah, power, power of the primes i got power of the primes volcanicus because uh, you know some of the, the the dinobots hadn't all gotten nice g1 updates in a long time and they weren't necessarily that nice but was that they the still didn't get nice updates at that yeah. time <laughs> but that was like the closest we'd ever gotten at that point yeah. in time so it was like the all fact right that they did all five was yeah news which i hated that it was news i mean i hated that set selling that set made me feel so good because i here i did not like them to begin with like some were better than others for sure Uh, i think my favorite sludge and swoop were the two best yeah swoop is usually good i feel like swoops are almost always good i even like energon swoop all said and done it's way better than grimlock (laughs) you know um so yeah, but yeah, if you're into generations, you'll get some really nice title books. Finally, ignore the accessories. Right. <laughs> I actually think the Volcanicus isn't bad if you get the upgrade kit. I don't need to spring for another, you know, you know, lipstick bucks. on a pig. Yeah, <laughs> that that I is did. true. He's, he's rather nice. I don't know. So. I like Volcanicus. So when Lucas asked if I wanted to join tonight, um. He pitched the topic as like, what is your limit? And so when do you when do you say your safe word, Rob? <laughs> you know, and it's I've been so that's what I've been noodling on all evening. And yeah. you know, it, it's some intersection of what do I consider my collection? Do I like that product? And what does it cost? You know, and there's like some there is some formula in my head that does the math and multiplies them times percentages, right? And then comes up with a number and it's either above or below that limit threshold, whatever it is. Like, like um, what's the, the company that does the really nice um, action figures for Transformers? They do like 400 bucks. Like they did a Tarn. It was amazing. Flame Toys. Uh, Flame Toys, yeah. Yeah, like their figures are amazing. Like at TFCon a few years back, um, like they had one, they were really trying to push it. Like, here, hold it, check it out, you know. And I was just like, it was really impressive. But like, it doesn't really fit in my collection, and it's like four hundred dollars. You know, like I will wait for a four hundred dollar masterpiece version of it that transforms, right? Um, which honestly, it will not be as nice as that toy is as an action figure because it it doesn't have to transform. It it can do a lot of things nice, but like, there is a price point where that thing is awesome enough that it enters my collection. As a, as a one-off or maybe, you know, like a two or three-off, get my favorite characters or something like that, right? Not that they did a ton of them. Um, but, you know, like that was over my limit. That was over that math. I liked the toy. It's a character I like. It was super well done, but 400 bucks, it just didn't fit. You know, and like statues are a common example. Statues have a very niche market. You know, and non-transforming transformer figures have a niche market. Lucas is in that statue market. What, what made those be part of your collection versus not part lucas 
Well, for me, um, you know, I, I like collecting Transformers art um, as well. And so I, I consider those statues, you know, pieces of art. Um, and I think as far as the other thing, too, is that um, a lot of times the masterpiece figures for me, like I would transform it once and it was fun. But then it's like I would never transform it again. So then they would just like sit there on a shelf. And so I'm like, well, if I'm just going to have my favorite representations like sitting there on the shelf, you know, maybe I should just get something that looks really nice, like a statue, and that that can kind of go up in my, you know, upstairs display along with like some original pieces of Transformers art uh, that I have as well. So that was kind of the thought. Um, as to you know getting those and the other thing too with those statues i knew there was a definitive endpoint and, and they actually didn't make all of the uh the ones that they had announced i think that they had originally and it was imaginarian art and i think they had originally announced that they're going to do 12 and i think they got through like maybe like seven or so and didn't do that's like five but for me, I'm happy with like the character selection that they did. Um, they did uh, the Megatron, the Seekers. They did Optimus Prime, uh, Ironhide, Jazz. Don't we? I don't remember if they did. They didn't do a Soundwave, but um like that's where i kind of like mixed and matched a little bit with that where i have the 3a sound wave that i put in there with it and then i also have the 3a bumblebee from the bumblebee movie and so like those statues are kind of stylized um you know versions of the characters a little bit and so it fits and like the scales kind of is similar as well and so that's kind of like what I've done a little bit with my display upstairs is kind of combined some of those uh, 3A uh, DLX figures and uh, that those uh, statues. So would, when we, again, you know, it's, a lot of people, I think, like one of the limits they put on their collection is if they see a line that starts and it has a defined end and like, you know, so like they see it as a collection and it gets canceled somewhere in the middle of it. Like, you know, they would say, well, now none of this is worth it because I didn't get it all. It, you know, does that do you get did you get tempted at one point to say, fuck all this? Oh, <laughs> uh, with the statues? To well, yeah, because I didn't finish the, the line. So the thing about the statues is they're actually hard to offload because they're, they were hard like, to sell to begin with. <laughs> That's why. I got right. Canceled. But uh, but they also like the boxes they come in and all that. I mean, I I they'd be a nightmare to ship. I, I'm assuming that I would have to, you know, throw them on a table, uh, at TFCon or something, if I was going to sell them and probably and, be discounted at that. You know. Yeah. Cause even then that's hard because people can't fly back home with them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's one of those. You need to take your crap to the UPS store before you leave <laughs> the city. Right. 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 We've so, all done that. But, uh, but yeah, and, and I think too, I don't know, sometimes for me, I've almost offloaded things where I know they're easier to offload, you know, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like mainline can, depending on the figure, uh, you know, is just kind of a pain in the neck to, to offload, 
compared to, you know, whatever master, like a masterpiece figure is just incredibly easy to throw up in the groups yeah. and someone's going to want it, you know, essentially. Or I mean, eBay or TFCon. Yeah, like right. it's, it's eight bucks to ship it most of, most of the time. Right. If it's still in the box, box and everything, you need to put it in a bigger box, then maybe it's 15 to ship it. You know, <laughs> whereas shipping Unicron or shipping statues is insanely expensive. Comparatively. Yep. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things with our group is that we have three cast members that are ultra collectors that are like internationally ranked in terms of how large and complete their collection is. And and as much as they say they get everything, like they don't, you know? It's impossible. It's literally well, impossible. It's not, and I think Peter's backed down for what it's worth. Yeah, yes. it's, it's not just impossible, but they even have their limits. And some of those crazy ultra statues that are like three feet tall, like they, they draw a line with those. You know, they don't have lucky re- draws. Right. I, I mean, like, maybe Rick has a couple or something, but I, yeah. I don't know. I could see Rick having a couple. I don't know if he does or not. But I don't but, think but, Paul or Nick, or sorry, Peter uh, or Nick do. Right. I have an interesting story with Nick about that recently because I bought some pieces that he said that are outside of his view. And I didn't think there were such pieces. He I mean, goes to links to put everything inside his view when it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, I what? know. So when this you're was really stuff crazy. From, from the dollar store, the transformers party, like paraphernalia stuff. And you're saying that's in your wheelhouse, but this actual figure or statue is, is not like, all right, you 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 got some weird head cannon, you know, rules here that that are probably just it's probably it's definitely price related, you know. Like, that, is that, is that is what he said yeah. to me. And what I got was the so far four coin set from the New Zealand Mint of the Transformers G One coins that they're doing. I hope they do more. They're really cool. I do that, and my, my dad and I both get them because he collects coins and I collect Transformers. So it's a nice intersection for us. And so I made a nice display of that and showed. Nick and Peter, and they're both like, "Yeah, that doesn't really count for us because, it, you know, Peter said he just wasn't interested. Nick said, you know, they're too expensive." And it's like, well, they have Transformers on them. Isn't that part of your deal? They're not impossibly expensive. It's just if it was twenty bucks to get the set, he'd probably buy it, right? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're like, not cheap. They're they're a hundred or so bucks a piece. Ooh. Yeah, how many are in the set? Four. But, but I mean, I think that's that's my point that I'm trying to make here is even people that we know that are internationally ranked ultra collectors have a line. They have some sort of internal formula, you know, like you said, they're, they're doing some math, Rob, like you do. And they're just saying this is not something for the price that that I, I feel fits in my collection. For, for Nick, like anything under a certain price point is fair game. If it's got a you know a Transformers anything on it anywhere you know and he yeah like I think he generally enjoys like the kitschy random he enjoys that billia yeah, stuff he definitely likes it yeah but yeah when it comes to it's that but it's a hundred bucks for a coin you know he draws a line but like I don't know how he ended up on the stupidest damn thing the NFTs I know he oh. was really because he's like oh I have to get it and we're like no you don't NFTs real, in general like I'll take you a screenshot bud. How's it sound? You're good, I, <laughs> you know. But I am surprised with that too, because I know, like Nick has kind of drawn a definitive line and said, 
only things that are sold in the U.S. And I guess the NFTs technically are um, are U.S. sales. I guess I don't know, but yeah, there, there's like, plenty I, of stuff me, in the like U.S. It'd be, easy to, it, it'd be easy to me. I feel like to um, you know draw that line and say nope, like you know kind of thing. The the one thing I will say about collecting all of that like kitschy stuff that those guys do, like all of that has a story with it. And like, that's the thing I mm -hmm. think is interesting more than, you know, collecting some of the mainline stuff. And for me, like when the mainline stuff comes out, like right now, when it's dropping now, it's not really interesting, I guess, like, unless you happen to get it earlier than everybody else, but it is interesting after a few years when it dries up, especially if they're exclusives and such, because that's when, you know, that people just get into it, go, Oh man, I can't believe you have this. Like that's so hard to come by now. So mm -hmm. I do yeah, like I, all that stuff, you know, the, the, the kitschy stuff, like you guys are saying, you know, the, the paper plates or the, the napkins or the, the Valentine's or whatever. I get that stuff when I come across it. Cause I think it's nifty. I'm not the one you know, hunting it down forever and ever. But if I see it, yeah, it's cool. I, I, I like that we're out there doing that kind of stuff. I think it's cool. I just don't have the space. It's, it's a limit of uh, space to me. Otherwise, I might consider getting it. Hey, why don't you start a Legends Most... collection, Lucas? Save, save you a lot of space, right? Ugh, display nightmare. But, you know, the Legends, uh, you know, I could kind of see where things were going with that. Uh, with the price, so I. and I was like, "Man, I don't know that I'm gonna want to spend three hundred dollars in a couple years on, uh, you know, the the Titan class guy or whatever." Like, but a bunch of the figures, it's like, okay, it's like ninety bucks a pop. Like, like a lot of those Legends figures are masterpiece price now. So yeah, yeah, I like even I have a couple of Legends figures. Like, I bought the Ninja Turtle ones, and and I split a set and then like like they were brawn repaints um and then i bought a couple of the uh mini bots as they recolored into the what the e-hobby set recolored them into you know they say they're go bots you know yeah and so like i bought a couple of those but i haven't kept up if they did anymore every now and again i'll look and i didn't see any that they had made any other ones but they're just the cosmos and a, a bumblebee so bug bite and i don't know blue cosmos whatever the hell that name is um i hadn't seen any Hadn't seen any others. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, I thought those were neat. They're not expensive. I don't have a Legends collection at all, but a couple of few things if I think they're neat and I like them, you know, the price is low enough. So. so my question, Rob, too, is, is, is that internal calculation that you guys have for those things, like, is that constantly changing or has it changed, like, over the years? Because, like, you know, I know Anna was bringing up like triple digits, like spending, uh, you know, over a hundred dollars or a couple hundred bucks or whatever on a figure. And to me, I feel like I definitely remember when I first started collecting, I was like, man, I don't know that I could ever spend a hundred dollars on definitely. a transformer. And I remember I even was like, not so sure about buying like the masterpiece cars that were like, it's like, Oh, I, I guess all I could get this, mm -hmm. like I can get them from Japan. Like for 50, 60 dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. that very well. Yep. I was fresh out of college and didn't have a lot of money to spare on stuff like that. And that was a hard choice to, to try and do. 
yeah, 2006 was my first BotCon, and I remember uh, I was buying the uh, the di- or I was looking at the Diaclone uh, gun that ended up being like the basis for Treadshot. Um, the was it the Magnum? Um, I was looking at that for like a hundred or a hundred and ten something like that, and I was just like, oh man, I can't spend that much on a toy. You know, and it's we were just talking to Chad, and it's like once he gets to three digits, it's scary for her, and it's like barely buy. I, Hardly ever buy anything that's less than three digits anymore. You know, like there's plenty of Hasbro stuff that is still under three digits, but a lot of it comes in a big wave, you know, and you're spending three digits at once. Regardless, you're getting more individual items for it. But um, I do somewhat agree with her, although to a lesser extent, like it's really got to be a special thing for me to spend. Like it's probably not a hundred anymore. It's probably 150 on an, on one item. Like what is that item that's going to make me, do that. My most recent one was the Fansabi Optimus. But like, I don't do that anymore. That's part of the thing with the Yuki Kaze. It's 130 or 140. It's like, ah, oh, jeez. You know, why am I why am I doing that? You know, mm-hmm. at this point in my budget, that's the you know, If you don't love that toy, if you don't just like right. absolutely love it when you get it and you're just like, hell yeah, you know? Right. So do you have a limit for classic? So like, I assume you bought the, the Victory Saber set. Yeah. So you know, that was like 180 or something, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And and Titans, of course, are like 160, 170, 180 now. But I know those are coming each year, and that's like I don't know four things a year. That's not that bad. But generally, those are like kind of the exceptions because I can plan for them. So like if they and did, they fall like... within the continuum of my collection. Like the, so what they, if they did a they Titan every hit, month? They are there. A Titan every month? I'd run out of space really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously that's not going to happen, right? No, no, that's, For... that's hyperbolic. It's a, good, it's a good question. I know what you're asking. I think I would try to find a way. You wouldn't say, uh, well, so I'm just going to I'm gonna put it down to the characters I love. And instead of just, you know, getting every repaint they can think of for Trypticon, you, you know, or whatever. I mean... If if those repaints like existed and were characters and they did something interesting with it, I think that's probably okay, and I would try to make it fit. Got but it. if it was like, you know, we're doing Titan Optimus Prime and Titan Bumblebee just because those are popular <laughs> characters, I'd be like, well, I don't really have a need for you know Titan Bumblebee because what if it's the Ark again, but now it has a pink hat? <laughs> probably not. There there was a. Titan sized Optimus Prime uh, years ago. I don't know if you remember this. It, uh, I think it was part of the Rescue Bots line, and you could put like the little smaller Rescue Bots like inside of the. It was like a big pl- kind of like a playset, like a. I don't know. Was it like the GoBots playset? It was. It was like the uh, the size of some of those larger Imaginext uh, ones, but it was it was pretty like shampoo bottle plastic kind of kind of thing you know but rob i would get a titan command center i would robots command center yeah oh 100 yeah i would, I would love some like actual like just base dedicated base stuff you know yeah. i think we've talked before like that's why i ended up not getting the arc i think i think they just botched that idea to something that could have been really cool um to lean into what it is but while i love the idea i just I also like I don't know how to display that. Like I'm already gonna have that trouble with um with some of the Ninja Turtle stuff because like sewers sewer play sets are coming. 
neck has already got one announced and I'm pretty sure it's not going to fit in my, my cabinets. And so it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I, like, I don't know. Like I really want it, you know, that's real nostalgic, but I, I don't know. Like, is it going to hit my limit? Is it going to level? Like I literally, I don't have a way to display it. That's interesting. Like my, I had to get creative to get Unicron out. And like all my Titans are lined up around him and some of my bigger toys that aren't Titans, but you know, bigger toys. But like that's that's full. <laughs> you, you know? I don't know what to do. And the the party wagons are coming. And I got both of those and pretty sure if I put a glass door on those shelves, they're not gonna shut with party wagons in them. Yeah. No. Those I still got though, but yeah, it's probably gonna hit a limit. I mean, there's there's certain toys, Rob, to your point, that just from a a footprint of, of where they're going to take up space in your room or in your collection, it's just really hard to do. And so, sorry for the, the, the clicking in the background here, but I'm just trying to, like, I'm getting, like, anal retentive about getting this guy in his mode. And and one of the guys that, the toys that I like, but I've never really put on display, is, is Commander Class Skylinks. Because he just has a really big, and I, I use this term a lot, and just let me explain it for those who don't realize it, uh, is footprint. He just, like, the, the amount of shelf space he is going to take up. Um, what if you stand him up? Like I mean, he's if you stand him up like this, yeah. But then it's like, all right, now you just got a space shuttle, and that's kind of not, what's, what's, what's the but, point? But like, just have him on display. I was going to say, I, I've got mine back Literally there. Space shuttle. But behind yeah. me, uh, Phil. Just throw yeah, him back and throw some figures in front of him. I hear you. So he's he's got enough clearance with the legs that you can fit toys underneath them. Um, but but yeah, like the play sets are harder to do. And, and the arc is a toy that I do want to display in in arc mode. And he mm-hmm. is something that you can stand up uh, as well. But it, it does get tough. Um, but Christian, let me come back to what you were talking about a few minutes ago in, in regards to Titans. Um, and you said this earlier that you are impatient with your buying. Did you see the sale that Big Bad Toy Store had on Metroplex the other day? I did. It's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. Like there is absolutely no guarantee that he is going to go down to that price, or you're going to get a, a toy for for that price. But I think up until Scorponok, um, and even after Scorponok uh, with the Ark. I've not paid full price for any of my Titans figures. I've always been able to get them for usually close to a hundred bucks. Um, and so, you know, Fort Max, Trypticon, uh, Metro. Black Zarek? Well, I didn't buy Black Zarek. So okay. that's, that's, that's a little bit different. I, the, the gen, the gen selects Titans. I, buy I think Devastator them. and Scorponok are probably the only ones that didn't go on clearance. Right. Yeah, and Devastator, I'm trying to remember how I got him. Like, I don't remember if I paid less a price. But it used to be, like, you could set your watch to it that Amazon would have a Titan on sale for Cyber Monday for, like, close to 100 bucks. Um, so it's just one of those things where, you know, this is, this is what I espouse, right, these days with my collecting is be a savvier collector, but also, like, and we talked about this a few episodes back, have have your toys tiered out. If you've got a tier A figure that like I want this toy, I'm gonna pay full price for it, and I'm gonna have a pre-order for it. And honestly, if I can't get it, if my pre-orders fall through, 
I might even pay a premium to get this toy because I like this figure. I like this character. Whatever your rationale is, you have that. But I think for most of us, there are toys that don't fit into, you know, your A plus tiers that if you miss out on, not the end of the world, but you can probably wait for them to go on sale at some point. Or guess what? Even if you don't wait, find it on sale, even if it sells out, some dude's going to be selling it in the groups, you know, in a year or two, maybe probably even less than that. And you're going to be able to pick them up for a good price. Well, like, at that point, Facebook group the other day who had, um, earth spark Megatron and Bumblebee on there on sale. And it was like 20 bucks for the two. They were open, they were loose, but it came with the two build a figure parts for, for whatever the, the bad guy's name was there, the human bad guy. And like, he just said in there, like I was sad. I bought these toys to make me feel less sad. And now they make me feel more sad. So I'm going to sell them 20 bucks and they're yours. That's I mean, like, that's a fairly regular occurrence. So if you miss but that, it's, on a not, toy, it's not specific though. <clears throat> and it depends on what you like to do with your free time. And I have zero interest hunting down deals anymore. Like, you know, I, I'm budgeted and I know what goes in my collection and what doesn't pretty, pretty well. And so I just want to plop down my money for what it costs at MSRP and I'm content, and I don't have to think about it anymore. And that's how I like that's, to play. That's me as well. We talked about this on the budgeting show, Phil, and you and I were opposed, yeah. and that's okay. But I am going to try your method with a lot of the live-action stuff for this year. Because I think that Battle Trap looks cool. I saw a cool combo today of Battle Trap and Freezer teaming up. But, man, I don't really feel the need to have those right now. Maybe they'll go on sale later. Maybe they won't. But, you know, maybe I'll pick them up when I have more budget room or they go on sale or whatever. We'll see. I'm trying. I, I feel like they're not me- they're not the my Metro- tier, like you're saying. Yeah, the the if- Metroplex kind of tested my collecting tiers. The Cybertron Metroplex. The item. Cybertron Metroplex yeah. when he went on sale. Big Bad Toy Store. Because I've been preaching this exactly kind of the same thing is is like if for me, it's not worth it to get it on sale. Like if. I'm not going to wait, you know, for it. If it's a figure I really want, I'm going to get it. If it, like, is not a figure I really want, I'm not going to, I don't care if it goes on sale or whatever. And that one was the one that tested me where I'm messaging Christian again, kind of the same thing on me is like, do I really need this? Like, did you get it? And I didn't get it. The reason I didn't get it is I have, I still have Black's Eric, who I really like and, and want and all that. But he's still in the box. I still have Grand Max in the box, right? Because those Titan figures are so dang big, it's yeah. just so hard to display them. And and I've kind of reached this too, like same thing with the Ark, where it's like, where the heck do I put this thing at? Like, I already have the G1 representations of the Titans covered that I want. Like, do I need these other, whatever the heck they come out with, Next. For what it's and worth, if you decide to if you decide to get rid of your Grand Max, let me know before you just toss it on eBay. No, no, no. I'm I'm not gonna get rid of them. <laughs> like in and, and I know Well if you he's... change your mind one day, hit me up. Let me let me know. I have no idea what it goes for anymore, but just let me know. Like the, just... the new the new Grand Max, not the not the original one, just not a G one Grand Max. Oh I know. Okay. Okay. We're talking about the Titan. Sure. Yeah. The I Titan get it. Clash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, because I know, obviously, that's a Grail figure somewhat, too, that Grand Max, to actually get an original, uh, you know, version of that toy with all the accessories is incredibly hard to do. Um, it's probably going to come in box if it happens, and it's probably going to be 1800 to 2200 something like that. If you get it loose without the box and, like, maybe it's got, like, the main parts with it, you know, maybe it's missing some smaller things, you might can find something that can display reasonably well for, like, 1200 something like that. That's kind of, like, the it's entry level. I thought, really. Mm-hmm. I, like, in case you didn't notice, I am keen on what the prices are for Grand Max G1. Um <laughs> That is, there are three figures, four figures from G1 that are over my limit currently. Grand Max is one of them. If I was going to buy something, that would be the next one. And I have it in the budget because it's been rolling over because I've been, Masterpiece collectors save a lot of money. I'm just telling you guys. (laughs) I spend a lot less. Um, But Grand Max, um, Battle Gaia, uh, Guard City, and Dino King. All those four, they're originally. I'm like, those are expensive repaints, and especially Guard City and Battle Guy. Like, they they barely exist in the fiction to begin with. Right? I can't believe Unite Warriors didn't do those. Right. Right. Um, but so like those two are really easy to chop, especially when those are like, oh, at this point, I don't know, they're probably two grand for the box or something, or or up. I, I don't know. I don't keep up with them, but like. Dino King is pretty close too because there's a lot of a, the shells are original for Dino King, um, but you know Monstructor, I have Monstructor and he's really tiny. He's a very small figure, you know, and you can't play with it because one of the dudes is GPS. You're just gonna break it, <laughs> you know. And the shells you know, turn the slime. Yes. My yeah. my Dino King, I already see him. He's gonna be coming out, and he'll be great. And Monstructor, that thing is as not well. gonna be great. That thing's gonna be super. It's, it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, great. you know what though? But the G one figures weren't great either. So no. that Dino uh, King, it's gonna be total hot trash. But like, it's gonna be so cheap that like, it may be under my limit because I don't know that I'm gonna get any other one anytime soon. And you know what? I might get it, keep it for a year, and then get rid of it. Right? And I'm, I've enjoyed my fifty dollars or whatever. I'm kind of surprised you didn't do the fans project Dino King. That's a cool combiner i did didn't like it i mean i still have it he's right there i mean it's okay put together it doesn't fit aesthetically with anything um and i didn't get the shells the shells were a real pain in the ass to try to track down and very expensive and i just i just didn't go down that road so yeah it's it's not like it's it's definitely one of those toys where the sum of its parts is better than the individuals, because yep. um, the individual bots don't look good. But as a as a combiner, he looks decent. But he's too he's too he's so much smaller than the rest of the yep. third party combiners. So it's it's like if you said, it well, kind of fits because toy wise, it, it does a smaller fit. Like he's combiner. just he's a little smaller than TFC's Road Caesar. Well, I got mine like kind of on the same shelf because you know it's like random toys late era you know shoved over there like i mean he looks good enough but like he's just he's it's from that era of we do stylized takes on things yeah right it was that like first that first era of third party like no 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 
this will actually be like a character you recognize and and we can't name it this but we can't make it exactly like what it was on the screen and and nowadays yeah you've got so many third-party companies going like no 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 we're just going to make exactly what you saw on the screen like i almost got grand max at tfcon this year um i i ended up buying zero transformers instead i bought nothing at a show that's the first time i think i've literally just bought nothing other than food but um i spent so much time at my table which was you know, helping Orson, but, you know, selling a lot of my own stuff, too. Like, it was so busy. And I was enjoying it. Like, it was just hard to get away and go look. And I spent maybe 15 minutes total browsing the dealer room. And by the time I got over there, there was some guy that I honestly can't believe they were even humoring at uh, Art Fire's table. And that guy was, like, taking apart multiple Grand Maxes to put them on one to buy. And I, I can't believe he was even, like, okay with that. And, like... You know, and he was taking down one that I was like, hmm, maybe today's the day, you, you know. And then that happened. I was just like, oh, that guy's annoying. I'm just, and I just moved on, you, you know. One will come around later if I decide I want it. But even then, I don't know where I'd put it, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't know. I could make space. I could make space. My G1 stuff's nice and spaced out. <laughs> I'm saying I could make it work, but, like, I would have to, like, shuffle some stuff. I'm sure I've brought this up before. But there is a Star Wars Black Series TIE Fighter that came out, I believe, for um, uh, The Last Jedi. And it it's a beast of a toy. I mean, you're talking probably a, a footprint um, the size of Unicron. And I remember seeing it, like, when it first came out, it was like 150 bucks, maybe 100 bucks. I don't remember. But it was, it was pricey, and then it just kept getting lower and lower in price got clearanced out and i even saw it at the toy store by my house about a year ago a loose one for i think like 35 dollars. and it's like even at that price i can't take it home because i just don't have the room for it so like i have a line just with space sometimes yeah. and um yeah so i feel that, like that, that you can hang it from the ceiling like because i know rick i think was doing that with some of his star wars stuff I, I, I've got a, you know, my basement is where I keep my toys and it's a fairly low ceiling. It would just look mm-hmm. bad. And, and what I'll say about that is nine times out of 10 people who hang toys from the ceiling, it looks like garbage. I agree. Like, I love the idea. I just yes. think it, it just always looks doofy. Unless yes. you have like a big flat area and you are making a battle scene and, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all very action oriented, then it could look cool. But nobody yeah. does that. We all just have shelves. So. Yeah, you got to... Uh, even I haven't figured that out yet. I'm always trying to learn new display techniques. The closest I've gotten is hanging the Masterpiece cassette birds from a Detolf shelf above Soundwave. And that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Because I was yeah. able to, to suspend them so they looked... They weren't just flat. I, I was able to spin them so they are like this or like diving or... You know, and it, it's doing fun. interesting stuff like that. It's fun to think, like, my limits are different depending on the line. So, like, G1, the big repaints that are four figures, they're over the limit. Although Dino King and Grand Max, if, if you know, just the wind hit the right way at a show someday, that could happen. Um, you know, and I got Grand Max finally because that's a unique mold. That was the last, like, I have no version of this. But, like, Great Shot and, um, like, Double Clouder and Ranger. Those are all like, well, great shots a little more, but for the most part, like more minorish repaints of G1 stuff. And like I've held off on those too, even though like 
Ranger's not a hard that particularly expensive. I'll send done, you know, he's probably like 150 or something. Maybe maybe 200, I don't know. Something like that. He's not that bad in the grand scheme and great shots usually like 400 plate loose. You know, some of that are 400, 450 if you get one that's not yellowed. You know, but it's still it's just like eh. <laughs> you know, it's just eh. they're not exciting, so I just it's over my limit somehow. It doesn't meet that that math. They're not in the show enough and look different enough to matter. Like, what is your numerical limit, Christian, for your classics? Typically, I don't buy more than hundred dollar figures, except you know the, the Titans and the Seth Titans. So that's yeah, and and the uh, I guess yeah. the Haslab stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they came out with another that's- Haslab that was four hundred bucks. As long as it wasn't something completely stupid, you'd probably yeah, buy still, it. Yeah, still in, yeah. I feel like Unicron, I, I got Unicron was the course. limit tester, right? It was It was hard. And that was hard. Prob- probably remember that, you know, up until a month before Unicron stopped funding, I had lost my job. Ooh. So that was difficult to put together. I was trying everything I knew how to do just to live and also try and get Unicron going. And I did, and I'm glad I did, but... Whew, that was tough. But it, I wasn't, if at all possible, I wasn't going to miss out on something as, as much of a landmark as that was. So my $100 rule isn't a hard and fast rule like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a guideline. Like, my masterpiece limit is, I don't know, for the most part, if they put it out, I'm going to buy it if I like it. You know, like, like, they're, like given the known prices, right? Like, nobody's this size of figure is going to be around this price range, and, and that's just how it is. So I'm probably going to buy it. The yeah. uh, the limit tester there is going to be if Fans Toys ever does their Fort Max, <laughs> and that's and that like their Hannibal's really good. Like if anybody wants a, a Cerebros masterpiece, like it's a really good figure. It's easy to transform. It's fun. It's what you know. Like it's a great toy. Like you have no place for it, Christian, but you would enjoy that toy. You know, you would like it for what it is. You know what I mean? You're not going to get it to be like oh this is why masterpiece sucks. Like, no, it's not complex at all, man. It, you know, I always appreciate when, when good friends like you know how to, how to say that to me. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you have no place for it, but it's other than like the wrists are dumb, but you know, minor things, right? Um, a lot of my toys wrists are dumb because it's just <laughs> what they are. Yeah. Talk to Anna about wrists or shoulders. Like <laughs> I suspect oh, from a money point of view, I would probably buy, the fans toys Fort Max. But it's another case like the the sewer place that like I just don't know where to put it. And it I think and it's, that Fort I want Max to make room for it for you. Like that's what you do. But it's so, so I do. heavy. Like said, I have no floor space. Like it, but it doesn't go for me. But it would make sense with again the continuum yeah. of what you have. I don't know oh, why yeah. I'm making this motion for continuum. I've done it twice. Should be like that's, this. That's, that's the continuum. Continuum. But no, I like. See, yeah, we do. I, I would love to get Paul, it. I just don't like, know where to put it. Where, where to put? Paul. Paul's asking for bringing up lucky draws, and we brought this up like earlier in the show. Paul, you where have you been, dude? dude? Yeah, th- this is why Paul's not on the show is because he's sitting here doing other things while he's watching the show. Well, too, the so. only hard, I think, lucky draws really only can be serious for. The mega collector and the ones we know that's over their line, except for maybe again Rick. I feel like if Rick Paul, happened upon honestly, it, would, well, that's what I was getting to. Like, yeah. I think at that point you have to get into character collectors that like want every version of something 
And the only person I think we really know hardcore into that is Paul. And we know Paul buys some crazy stuff. He's bought some insane seeker stuff. And I think there, I'm sure he'll he'll type up like in, you know two minutes when chat catches up. There and are like, two lucky draws out there that I would really really like to get. I don't know how I would possibly justify the expense of them. But are they? somehow, like you said, if if the wind blows the right way, yeah, I might do it. Which ones? They are they are Blackfire Convoy. What is that a repaint of? Fire Convoy. R.I.D. Optimus Prime. Okay. Like I, I'm not the fire, the fire to... truck. Okay, got it. Yep. And the Flame Convoy Skylinks Edition, which is Cybertron Scourge and Skylinks colors. The hell, Sky Cybertron Scourge? He's a three-headed dragon, leader got of it. the Jungle Planet. Got it. It's one of those. I knew that existed. These days, Scourge actually means Scourge again, and so like. The era where they just kept trademark names and threw them on whatever random toy. Yeah. I've forgotten well, a lot of what. Now those there's two scourges. There's there's the yeah. Unicron dude scourge, and now there's a movie character scourge. He's a different guy. Yeah. But yeah, th- those two. I mean, I've I if you were at TFCon and your budget was doing good, you know, you were caught up on your mortgage payments, <laughs> and you're just like, oh shit, paid off my day. house, and I won all the lotteries, baby. <laughs> Um, so I've been I've been buying so little, and like my my transformer budget is floating really high, and it's actually just going into my house, and probably gonna pay it off in the next couple of months. Shit's half cool. Yeah, I mean it's congratulations. You know it's it's been a big focus. Like we really, you know, we originally were gonna I think we're more on track to pay it off at the end of last year, but you know life had other ideas, and then you know, things changed, and we spent our money somewhere else for a bit instead. But yeah, so it's either way, it's it's still happening. That's going to be exciting. I don't know what to do at that point. I want to work less. That's what I want to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I I don't know. Yep. I mean, my job loves me. Um, and and I don't mind my job. It's a little stressful. But like, I don't know how you go in and just be like, hey, um, can you know, I'll just like have my salary and I'll work twenty hours a week. Right. How does that sound? Like I'll work like ten to two. <laughs> you know, and like let's just. Let's just do that. Cool, cool. <laughs> you know, it could work. It it could not work. It's <laughs> a weird conversation, but it like could. It'll no. probably happen at some point, not this year. Because but... ultimately, what they would do is like, hey Rob, we got this other project. And Rob, we got this other project. And the next thing you know, you're working like 37 hours a week, and you're making half. Like they never up your income; they just right. make you work more. Yeah, yeah. That that actually happened. To my father-in-law, like he worked for Cheese, a general manager for Chili's, or was, and up until he retired, he tried to go part time, and he just ended up working full time, but at a part time salary. It's like, oh, this... yeah. We're we're pretty strict around protecting everyone's time here, but that's with a forty year, forty hour work week ish, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's. Yeah, it, it's just, it would be hard to actually adequately perform this job in, at hours like that. It's just the truth of it. So, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, back to Transformers. Um, so Zaldron was bringing up about the guy in KC that has all those lucky draws. I'm trying to remember who he's referring to. Um, it's you. It's not me. Your secret lucky draw collection. See, like... Le- 
lucky draws are like just not even on my radar like i don't know if he's talking about the the guy from wichita or if they're like there's another guy i was thinking about too that has a bunch of stuff too like there's it's like you know a couple like you know big uh time collectors or whatever around this area so i don't know if that's is mega toy fan out there i know he's got quite a few oh does he or maybe he's prototypes i think he's got at least a couple I mean, and I think I that's one of the things that we don't have that much on the show is we don't have, like, and I think Paul's probably the closest to this, are the mega collectors that are going after not a complete collection per se, but going after the really high end, like the the grail of grail kind of pieces. You know, for them, I think it's, it's sort of, you know, I, I don't know if it's a flex kind of thing. I don't know like what what drives that as much, but you know that is a different breed than the mega collectors that we have as part of the cast with you know the, the completest that Nick and Peter and Rick tend to to be. Right. So yeah, I don't know what drives those guys as much. Like even with Paul, Paul is like, well, it's a version of Starscream, so I'm going to try and get it because it's a version of Starscream. So he's he's trying to do the completest route. And there's some things he owns because it is sort of the the flex and the, the you know habit to to show it off and that sort of thing. But I don't know Transformers. There's definitely those collectors in the Transformers world. It's just I don't really feel like I interact with them all that much, to be honest with you. Or maybe they just don't deem myself worthy to interact with them. It is what I've I've noticed is interesting. Like there is definitely like an underground secret cabal for really rare high-end transformer crap that's like thousands of dollars like you have to know somebody that has one of the three that are kind of known to the community and that person has finally gotten old enough to say i don't want this shit anymore yeah you know or you know know, something bad has happened you know we people are getting older right um and the collection is being offloaded you know they don't want to just take lucky draws to the comic shop right um you know Generally, they know people like if I get hit by a bus, Amanda knows a couple people to contact, you know, to like figure this out, you know, and I've told her like the answer is they do whatever they think is fair and I trust them inherently. Yeah. And they deal with it. They take out their time. They take their commission, their cut, whatever it is. I don't care. Just tell them to handle it. Trust them. They'll give you a check either at the end or as it gets sold, you know, they'll give you checks or whatever. Just trust them. And it's fine. Um, but yeah, like that's the only way you get that stuff. Like you have to know somebody who knows somebody to get you into the Facebook group so you can start smoothing the community there and kind of get to know them and interact with them so that when it comes up, they message you, hey, I'm selling this. Yeah. It's not, you know, they don't list it on eBay. I mean, I mean, obviously some people do, right? But lots of times that's just like getting a feeler out there for what the market is on some of the stuff because it, it doesn't have a, a value. You can't value something that there's three of it's who all can you get interested in it today and what do they want to pay you? and that's going to tell you the price value is always think, can you get someone to pay for it yeah, but you know, know you know it gets really limited I know where like, a blackfire convoy is there you go i know where it is right now is it for sale it is not and some Maybe. stuff people you'll ask about that that have it and they'll be like everything's for sale <laughs> you know but it's like they still really like it. So the number is going to have to be more than they pay for it. 
by a notable it, amount type of thing. I truly can't see myself at any point in my life where I would want to drop, you know, probably 2,500 on that figure. Because at the end of the day, it's a toy. It, it just is. And, and that's where I, I think I can't, that's I can't a, cross that bridge. And, and if, if there's collectors that are like this, that listen to this show, watch our show, pl- please, you know, like message us. Because, like, I'm not trying to be an a-hole. I just literally, you know, don't really know that many of you to know what your mindset is. And, and we don't um, want to you if you want to be, be underground and be secretive about what you have. We, we're not doing that. We just, we would like yeah. to know. <laughs> Inquiring sure minds want to know. Because to me, it's it's a different sort of driver than the person like yourself, Rob, who wants, you know, the Grand Max. Like you want, there are people who want to complete a G1 collection and there are pieces, especially the Japanese stuff, that's super pricey. But you're buying it because you want that that sense of completion. I will never buy the Whitehead Masters. Yeah. That's, hmm. that's over my line. The three extra headmasters that like came in a box like there's three random ones and then there's like, like the, the animal and shuffler and... and yeah and those as well but like that so... knockoff set came out a decade ago i'm totally good yeah y- you know yeah. <laughs> so and i paul, know they're knockoff says uh we need to have our own topic uh for for some of that stuff so i mean uh there, okay. there you go paul and you need to be on it but uh i'm doing but, yeah, I, I, I definitely think all that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy talking to the, some of those kinds of guys because I know it's something that I'm never going to own. I love hearing the stories um, about, you know, and like that's where like Peter, I know, had done the Infinity Closet for so long. And he yeah, wouldn't necessarily finish, you know, he wouldn't necessarily feature Lucky Draws on it. But like a lot of the stuff he'd put it's a collector. stuff on there. And like, kind of tell the story of it, and it, like it was really neat. You know, Maz would do that too, like on with some mm-hmm. of his writing that he did. Um, and uh, so, like that's that's the thing that always interests me. Like I always enjoy talking to those guys, even though it's like I, you know, I can live vicariously through them through some of the pictures that they take or videos or whatever, um, or showing it off. But uh, I'll, I'll never be at that level. And I think I'm like Christian, like, I don't think I could ever see myself at that level. Like I, it would have to be something I'd really, really want. Like you said, there's a crazy paint job and then it's just going to be like, you know, the, the most expensive toy I ever bought is something that is, is unique and is a grail for me, but I was drunk when I bought it. And you know, I, I didn't think the bid I put on eBay would actually go through and it did. And this is lucky enough that I could afford it at the time. But, um, yeah, like I just don't see myself buying, spending that much on a toy, Christian. Like you're saying, like to get to four digits on a toy, I just like there, there's a law of diminishing returns, and, and this has exceeded that. Yeah. What did you get? If you don't want to say, I'll I'll talk to you about it later. Oh, I've talked about it before. It's the the Dino Riders Brontosaurus. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. You know, Paul brings up an interesting point. He's like, I mean. We spend four digits on toys all the time, but not on a single piece. Not a single piece. You know, and that's it. And that's to me, that's where the budget helps. And that's why, like, I even, like, you know, flirt with the idea of a Grand Max and maybe a Dino King. It's because, like, I have it in the budget. It's why I got Grant or um, Grandis. I had it in the budget 
and you know it was a unique mold. I was pretty excited for it. Um, what you said honest. earlier about it rolling over and continuing to roll over really stuck out to me. Because in in theory, I could get there if I stopped keeping up. You know, if I decided I'm you know I'm kind of done with classics, I have my toy budget auto draft. It just goes. So eventually, it could do that. And I thought that was really interesting when you said that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, I could go big baller, as Paul would say, and hit up Art Fire's website and put some insane stuff in the cart and come back next week and be like, got them. And you know what? I might. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. But I, but I keep up with this site, you know, looking for those for when the, when the confluence of it's in the wind, when the wind in the trees lights my fire. You know? Mm. Well, and I think the thing that's hard with some of that stuff too is is that the prices have reset and i don't know like specific figures but i don't know rob like you know you talked about like the grand max like have you seen that price increase or has it been pretty similar over the, the only years? steady place you can see it is or at least that i found is like art fire site and that's because he's hunting them in my understanding is like actually in japan like he's sourcing these figures and i right. suspect he's putting a lot of it together and making pieces to sell whole I mean, and he'll sell the loose as he has, but I expect as he finds other stuff, he'll put it with it and make another nice one. Um, and so, like, that's the only place I can consistently kind of get some prices for that. And for at least for the very few items I look at, the prices have been pretty stable for the past, you know, five, six years on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I think the market for it is also really low. But there's enough of a market and prestige on it that keeps them from, like, just drop, 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 right? Because enough other people buy it just because of the prestige of it, you, you know? So... Yeah, like, none of this stuff shows up on eBay anymore, honestly. Like, you don't have to know a guy to get the kind of stuff I talked about, but it would help, especially Battle Gaia and uh, Guard City. Mm. Like, those, you might have to know somebody before a really nice one gets snatched up, you know, type of thing, if you were just, like, hardcore for it. But you know what? You could honestly, you could message our fire. Be like, yo, I am interested in this. Put me on your list, you know, type of things. And I think he would accommodate that as much as he could, you know, type of thing. Matt from Transformerland may do the same as well. I miss not having him at TFCon this year. I always like his but He's got to be there next year or this year. He'll be there, I'm sure, in Orlando, right? He has to be. It's like, it's God, I don't know where he is. is. Is he in Florida? He's in Gainesville. Yeah, close enough. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to the the original question. You know how how do you find the line? And for me, it's just been years and years. It's probably like 20 years at this point. How old am I? Old. It's been years of trial and error. You know, you find what you like. A lot of my you know, stay in budget thing this year is try and stay in my lane. And it took me a really long time to define my lane. You know, botbots are in it, but there's aren't a thing really anymore. Live action is still in it, but maybe only barely. Classics is my bread and butter. Anything outside of that, I don't really like doing one-offs anymore. I, well, I, I know what I do, and I, I do it well, and that's that's where I am. That's the thing that's been difficult for me, you know, because I've been classics as well, but they've released a lot of stuff um, over the last couple of years. and They've gone deep know, cuts. And, and uh, I, I debate, I'm like, is the Shattered Glass stuff, like, is that my lane? 
is you know some of the unicron trilogy stuff like is is that my lane like i don't really have that much nostalgia for either one of those you know g1's more my thing so it's like should i you know should i cut some of that kind of stuff out and uh, save the budget or do i want it because it's going to go with my classics collection and uh it'll feel incomplete without it and that's lucas where i would say have it as a tier b toy and you've said you said you've walked through target and seen something on sale and it's there and you pick it up and and i yeah. think that's okay to to do that sort of splurge like um you know like 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 uh armada starscream i'm not a giant armada fan i do there's probably one of my you know especially the newer versions of that toy i i do dig the designs on that quite a bit because they've streamlined it a lot more than the original one was. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I feel like I now got to go and get Armada, you know, Prime or Hot Shot. Um, so, you know, I don't know. There's, again, I feel like that's where Ann and I, with our sort of eclecticness to our collecting, you know, there is no like, oh, I've got a rule that I have to collecting? all of these. Eclectic collecting? Eclecticon? Am I, are we eclecticons? Only if you collect icons. I don't know, um, but yeah. So I mean, when you when you have the downside of having no rules is that you don't have something stopping you from buying certain things. But then the positive side of having no rules is that um, you don't feel like you have to get all of some all of the line or all of a wave or any of that right. sort of thing. You buy what you like. That is one thing that makes 3P Masterpiece, and like probably the same if you bought 3P uh, Legends. Like, there's a deep well of stuff there, and nobody buys the line, really. I mean, there are fans right. toys collectors that buy everything fans toys does. But like, most of that is, well, which is your favorite Ultra Magnet? You know, which is your favorite Springer? Springer in particular has like a gajillion version. It, you know, things like that. So it's a... It's like, you know, I don't buy everything from Fans Toys or XTB, but I buy a lot of each. You know, I buy the ones I like best. Um, For you, like on the TFW, there is a, um, a thread I like that is the Masterpiece Toy Thread. And it goes out by season, lists all the characters. Um, I think it even has just like some toy-only stuff in there, I believe, is in that list too. Um. And says, here's what your masterpiece options are, if anything exists. You, you know, and some of it is like Dino King. It has fans projects Dino King. It's like, you know, not really accurate. Right. This is what you got right now. Like, this is as close <laughs> as it gets. It. Yeah, no, like, in, I'm pretty sure in Devastator, like, it even says Combiner Wars Devastator. Like, you know, here's kind of, and the Titans are probably in there because it's kind of all you've got. It's as best you get. Um, and, you know, people like to kind of rag on 3P for retreading a lot of the same stuff. And there's definitely some of that. But I don't think they're any more guilty of it than Hasbro. Um, but the truth is, we have most stuff. Most stuff, at least in the U.S. show, is there or coming. Uh, the Japanese show is starting to get filled out. Um, if you like fans hobby stuff, it's a lot more filled out. But their stuff is pretty not too inaccurate to anything. But, you know, it's representations. Like, where are y'all going with the collection stuff? Like, is there a fiction line that it hits where you don't care anymore? You know, or is there a nostalgia line that you don't care anymore? At least especially for the G1 stuff. Because, like, 
they've hit most of it. They've hit a lot of it multiple times. Um, you know, now, because look at Legacy. They're just kind of making up new stuff now, which I'm not saying that's bad or anything. But is there a point where you're like, that's just random character. I don't care anymore. You made him up like a G1 bulkhead or whatever it is, right? You know, like, it, that's not that's not my bulkhead. You, you know, know or is it? It's funny you bring this up, Rob, because um, in, I probably have like another full show on that at some point. Um, but I was, I was talking to Christian about this, and I think I shocked you the other, <coughs> yesterday, Christian, when I, when I yeah. said that, is I I kind of said, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I think I have like most everything that I want. Like, if I have, like, if something happened and Hasbro said, you know what, we're going insolvent, like no more transformers. Like, I, I think I'd be okay. Like, I don't, I like there, there are certain, there's a handful of characters. And I think that the, like what they're putting out in the line now, like with the, the redos of the insecticons, the Dinobots, like the mini bots, like some of those kind of ones, like where it's like, I really would love to check some of those boxes, but for the most part, I, I kind of feel like I'm I'm pretty close. Like, I feel like I can see that inline a lot closer than what I thought, you know, even even a couple years ago. To me, it was tight. Like, they again, if we look back, they've always done some deep cuts here and there. I like to point out Straxus. Like, mm-hmm. why the hell did Straxus happen? You know, I'm glad it did. But, you know, that was – so deep cuts aren't new. But to me, it really felt like Titan's return was when deep, you know, at least for the time, deep cut toys started getting their own figures, you know, because they went in all in on headmasters. And before that, they kind of ignored headmasters or if they made them, they weren't headmasters, you know, type of thing. They kind of started owning G1 a little better. And, you know, and that's evolved since then, because that was a long time ago, too, at this point. But like. There's still some stuff out there, you know, I'm looking at my G1 shelves, but. If you write off MicroMasters, because they sure did, and uh, Pretenders, because they will homage Pretenders, but they're never going to make Pretenders in what I consider a Pretender, right? right. Like I'll, I'll probably buy everything that is bludgeon colored because I like bludgeon, but you know, but it's hashtag not my bludgeon, right? <laughs> um, we'll never get a shell again. But like, you cut that out, you cut out Action Masters, they might throw an homage to something here or there, you know, but like there's not a lot left. It hasn't at least been tickled. Yeah, yeah I mean, got some of the Power Masters, uh, yeah. especially the Autobot Power Masters haven't been hit as hard. Yeah. Um. You know, you know they're starting to dive into the G2 well a little bit uh, more. Steve that one in the Unicron trilogy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to stick with just sort of what is you know G1 slash G2 kind of thing is i don't know g2 pre-beast wars let's say pre-beast wars um you know I, I, yeah you you're right i mean you you have to cut out a couple segments but they've done good versions but i mean to me i look at i look at something like um the most recent cosmos and the most recent uh Menasaur. like we had a pretty good cosmos a few years ago uh, we had a, uh, you know, not a great Menasaur, but a decent Menasaur. And, and, you know, about seven, eight years later, like, we can do it better. Can they do a better Cosmos or a better Menasaur than what we just got in the main line? 
Probably, but again, you're going to be looking at, you know, laws of diminishing returns. I feel like, Rob, to what you're talking about, where I start to get disappointed about that is, is this, is this toy right here and what this toy not only is, but what it represents. This is new fiction. This is new media. This is a new character. And they gave us a shitty toy for it. And so to me that, that becomes disappointing because in, in some of the past, like we you talked about when we were, you know, when Transformers animated first came out, we got some new designs, some new characters, but certainly new designs. And those were far from shitty toys. Those were awesome toys. Transformers prime came out. We got new, new designs and we got, cool toys that were high-end toys for the most part that went with those we're getting that with the movie but you know and i think that's where i think that's where the next thing comes in rob is is you know how much do you like the new designs and new stuff that's coming out and some people are into it and some people aren't i tend to gravitate towards the new designs that are more from the cartoons than they are from the, the live action stuff but the bumblebee designs i like a lot so, yeah, it's going to be they're going to have to come out with something new. They can go back to the G1. Well, only so many times before he's like, all right, I don't think I need another Dinobot toy. Like, I don't think I need another Grimlock well, or Slag or Sludge. If you're conditioned to buying stuff when it comes out, you'll probably still buy it and sell the old one. And I, and or at least might, throw it on the box intending to sell it and just let it sit there. But, you know, either way. Yeah, and, and I might do that. I mean, I'm not saying this sludge is 100% perfect. I mean, obviously he's got the chonky feet down here. But, you know, I think it's going to be a long time before this gets surpassed um, in, in a mainline caliber toy. So, for like my part, I'm doing my best to break that cycle, Rob. So... Like, I don't you, want another Optimus. I don't need another Classics B. Prowl, did you need, I'm probably good on. Did you need a G1 Bulkhead? Or G1 Prime RC? Well, I really like both of those. Those, so, those yeah, are hard, okay. though, too, because like I feel like that Bulkhead is a really good toy. Like mm-hmm. the, That's the thing that's hard. Is what if the new Optimus I, is a really good toy? Well, Which one? then... Who? Oh, Optimus. what if the new Optimus? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think at that point... I'm looking at you know, different repaints. Just yeah. just like Phil was talking about earlier with his, you know, not wanting to get 44, but he got the Nemesis version. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I end up coming back around on that. Sometimes uh, some of the Hasbro stuff I buy is because it's a weird repaint that I like that tickles me yeah. some way. And like maybe the new one gets my... repainted as, you know, Hero Prime and that's that's who I get. Or there's Ava colors of it now. Great. Or there's Fire Guts for it. I mean, I look at, you know, that's something like that. Yeah, if I look at the G1 stuff pre-pretenders, like I really just see the Headmaster Juniors, uh, some of the Power Masters, and uh, Sandstorm. Omnibots. They're not in the fiction though. Broadside. Broadside uh, has a Titans Return toy that's decent. It's not good. I we need a better Rocketron. Decent. Yeah, it's decent. It's not. It's not the worst. I mean, like, well, Sandstorm, there is not a good Sandstorm. Considering the original Brock There is a good Sandstorm, he's not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That Sandstorm is fantastic. I love it so yeah. much. But, it, yeah, not it's, but it's not Sandstorm. It's just Springer wearing a new coat of paint and some new wings. No, it's so much... Nah, I mean, it's, it's an amazing figure, but yeah. I would really like to have an accurate Sandstorm. Yeah. Like the one that's coming out next year. Remember last time we thought that, and it was G2 Sandstorm. Yeah. 
Which was <laughs> even was weird. better, to be honest. This, like, one, this one was listed as a mainline leader class, so I think we're pretty safe. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. But yeah, there, so there's not a lot left, so... It'll, it'll be... In, like, they're either going to have to, you know, just keep redoing up. You know, like, there's lots of little stuff they could do. They could start doing more random pretender homages that aren't pretenders. You know, but you got to start or... going into, like, the, the new stuff they're making up. You know, I think or, they'll continue stuff, but or they just release new Optimus Primes and Bumblebees every single year in mm-hmm. perpetuity. Well, yeah, if you're a is... new collector getting in, you still need that base, like that top five ten, need to be available to everyone. Oh, absolutely, in some degree. But, but you know, also agree with that. you can get a bunch of really great versions of a G1-ish Optimus Prime at this point, you know, yeah. for the, over the past 10, 15 years. You can go to eBay and get the old ones, you know. Or, or a Bumblebee, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or a Starscream let's, let's, or whatever. Yeah, so you have no limit on character. Cl- Sorry, let's what? talk about... Let, let I, me, let I go don't. Back to, yeah. yeah. Well, let me talk about, like, characters that are more like your B-level characters, like Cup and, and, and Scourge. Like, we... Like, a minus... All right, that's fair. Um, yeah, you know, it like we got a cup in the in, in the chug line, and okay, it, it was the best cup toy that we had gotten at that point. You know, the head looked right; it was a truck. The colors were right. You know, he had the homaging chest and all that thing, but it wasn't cup. Same thing with uh, uh, with the scourge, where he was the stealth bomber, and it was like that's a darn good toy. But it wasn't quite Scourge. And then we got Titans Return Scourge. And now we've gotten Studio Series Scourge. And it's just like, it's kind of, we've gotten to the point where, and, and maybe maybe Cup is, 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 you know, saying, is defeating my purpose because they gave us Studio Series Scourge. And then they gave us Studio Series Buzzworthy. I'm sorry, they gave us Studio Series Cup. Cup. And then they gave us Studio Series Buzzworthy Cup. And I bought it because I'm a fucking schmuck. Right. Um, You're proving and, my point. Right, yeah. exactly. I was gonna say I, I don't want to talk about Cup. It's like, 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 like I think the Titans easy. Return Cup was a great toy. Like, was it G One Cup? Eh. Yeah, the not Return really. Cup, I did. Not it was a great like. toy. The LG one was. Like, yeah, I I like the LG one better. Yeah, like the, L- the Titans Return for LG for Titans Return was way better. Um, but my point is that. How much better can they make these toys uh, to be more screen accurate to get us to want to buy them? And and my answer is it's going to be harder Infinitely. and harder to do so. Infinitely. And that's Peter's that's Peter's whole take that you know subtle improvements. Um, um, I've thought that enough about masterpiece stuff that like oh like I thought I'll, like I'll never need to get rid of get another masterpiece Starscream. This one is great. And then times changed. You know, engineering got better and aesthetics changed, you know, to the point where like the one I have now is going to be a lot, lot harder for me to replace than the original one was. But talk to me in five, ten years. But that's the point is it's getting a lot harder to say I yeah. want to replace it. Yeah. And, but and never say never is, is what I've learned. No, like, never I, say never. But but it is getting to be a tougher and tougher choice. Like my Zeta Superion, yeah, that that's going to be a really, really hard Superion to replace. Oh, I mean, unless you're Christian, I get, 
Metro Christian. Yeah. I'm but getting replace it. But I'm getting the fan toys one on that if they ever put out the last two bots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> TBD. Not, not gonna hold my breath. Is they went up for pre-order now. Superion's supposed happened. to be the next one they're gonna they're gonna finish. Like they've shown all the final parts for it, the and the add-on time. parts make stands, and like there are pre-orders up for it, but they're all sold out. So either I missed the boat, or people just put up listings and they don't really have stock yet. So, okay, it's going to happen for Superion at least first, and we'll see how big of a mess it is, or maybe it'll be all right. Viewers and listeners, where where do you draw your line? Drop drop us a note. Let us know. Is it just a coke line? <laughs> I don't think it's that. <laughs> I mean, we've gone a while. There's still not a definitive answer for any of us. Right. I think it's it's your own personal line. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think my line is going to be the same as yours, or the same as Paul's, or the same as Rob's, or Phil's. So, Lucas, yours and mine are really close, but we still disagree. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is true. Yeah, no, nope. I've really tried to cut out. Like, I know you buy still buy a lot of vintage, Christian, and I've really tried to cut that out myself. Not, not as much these days. He buys vintage Unicron trilogy. I will eventually complete Cybertron. Your definition. Just gonna like raid Surge's attic. I think I already did, did that. I, I took okay. all the stuff I needed from him. And from Rob. And a little bit from Lucas, I think. If ever I put up any more Unicron Trilogy stuff, I'll just snap a picture and send to Christian and make sure he has it all. I really appreciate when you do that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure you do at this point, but I keep it in mind. If I find one shelf left, (laughs) I need that space for fucking NECA Party Wagon or something. Yeah, for US Cybertron... Like Cybertron releases, not the repaints later, which two calendar box rebirths. I'm like eight figures away. Those last eight will take you a while. It's like the last it's like the last G one stuff I listed. I know I don't have them, but I'm not trying to have I never owned. I think the answer is three. Regards. You do what you can. You do your best. Yeah, so uh, in the chat, uh, Zaldron says, I buy what I want. And Ron says he's slowly moving away from mainline and focusing on Masterpiece, third-party Masterpiece. But Hasra repaints suck him in. It's... They do a lot of wacky repaints. Yep. It definitely is lonely being the main Masterpiece collector guy. Um, But Peter collects the Masterpiece and third-party too. But even us, like, we buy... We'll buy different representations of the thing at times, you know, because we are different people and have our own tastes. But it's fun to chat back and forth about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where his line is on that stuff. But I think he usually scraps one of a representation. But but Peter's like just struggles to open it these days. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. really behind on that. Yeah. I, I other than this neck of stuff that literally got dropped in today, like all my stuff is opened. I've been I've been doing better. I think Peter should quit his job just to focus on opening his toys. <laughs> I don't think he could have the toys anymore. He'd have to focus on selling them. <laughs> right. So, 
All right, well, uh, thank you guys for joining me today. It's been a fun discussion. Um, and thank you to everyone in the chat uh, that's uh, uh, been in there. So we've got several different people. Uh, I got Zaldron and Ron, of course. Uh, we got uh, Dave uh, earlier. Anna, of course, was in there for the first part. Um, Paul oh. has been, you know, trying to give us tips the whole time. He probably should have just been on the show. Uh, Catherine. Catherine was in there earlier too. So half our watchers are uh, cast members. Hey, Just can't dedicate right. for two hours. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Okay, I'm glad we have friends. Um, and then I was gonna also mention uh, book club this week. Uh, again, that is Sunday nights at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central. Uh, they're doing the story of Super Robot Life Forms, the Transformers chapters one through five. Enter Gilthor. You know I want to. Oh, Anna says she listened to the whole show, so there you go. All right. Well, thanks, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. <laughs> ha ha!